Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. From world conflicts to falling financial markets, natural disasters, and more, wish the headlines would just stop. It's not a newsflash that life can feel like a pressure cooker. From managing work to building relationships, it's easy to feel overwhelmed. And for many of us, anxiety and stress are constant companions. But you're not alone. You may not know it, but support is out there, just waiting to meet you. And you can find it through the friendly people at Church's Care. At Church's Care, we know that finding your community can feel intimidating. That's why we do the heavy lifting for you. Church's Care helps connect people like you to churches that can support and serve you. In your new community, you'll find a group of people ready to talk, listen, and help you navigate life through its twists and turns. All you have to do is come as you are. If you're ready to find your community, visit churchescare.com today. That's churchescare.com. C-H-U-R-C-H-E-S care.com. We look forward to serving you. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. A vast universe exists within and beyond our reality. What we realize with our five senses is but a tiny fraction of all that is real. The universe is not a product of matter and energy, but it is a projection of consciousness and energy. Welcome to the World Beyond Radio Show. I'm Joe Egent, your guide and advocate. As we remove the blinders of our everyday lives, unplug from the matrix, and experience together all that exists out there, in the world beyond our world. Welcome back, my friends, to another edition of the World Beyond Radio Show. We have another exciting hour planned for you this morning. Our guest today is the Reverend Monsignor Meinrad, uh, Robert McDonald, otherwise known as Father Bob. Father Bob is an archpriest of the Oriental Apostolic Church of Damkar, which is a church that is planted firmly within the culture of Western esotericism and the liturgical sacramental tradition. He performs his duties as an archpriest in the liberal Gnostic rite of the Oriental Apostolic Church of Damkar. Father Bob is a vicar of the Priory of the Rose Cross in southern Indiana, which was formerly the Gnostic Church of Dharma and Virtue. Along with being an archpriest, Father Bob is a member of the Order of St. Cyprian through the OACD. Along with his primary Gnostic practice, Father Bob is a certified Reiki practitioner and an initiated Shaivite in the Nath tradition of the Sanatana Dharma. Father Bob is an instructor in Kabbalah, with experience in the mystical branch of Judaism, taking him as far as having undergone the rites of Brit Milah and Mikvah 
under rabbinical witness and given the Hebrew name of Solomon ben Abraham. Father Bob is an avowed universalist and readily puts his mosaic of spiritual practice and experience to full use as a priest of what he terms the divine current. Welcome to the show, Father Bob. How are you doing today? Thank you for having me on. I'm doing really good. I'm having a great morning. Outstanding. So what is this divine current that we're talking about? Well, that's a good question because that's really the core of, of my propulsion as a, as a uh, kind of an eternal pilgrim, a spiritual pilgrim. Uh, the divine current uh, is the, the essence of all life. Um, a lot of other faiths and religions give it different terms. What I understand with it is that it's all the same, no matter what you call it. It's this, this, this spark of, of divine light which causes life, awareness, movement, gravity, everything that, is, that causes the interconnection is all held together in this current, this divine current. And uh, some would call that God, big G. Uh, some, would, some would call that the Tao. Um, it's all the same thing. So by, by the means of the word current, is it a, a flow of energy or is it the energy itself? Is it uh, what they have now found out to be dark matter or dark energy? How does that, how, is it, what is it exactly? That is exactly what it is. Everything you just said. It is, it is the essence of all things. So the divine current manifests in the unseen, in, the unex, in, in, in what you can experience, and it manifests in what you can experience. It is, it is incorporeal, it is corporeal, it is immaterial, it is material. It, it all exists in the state of, of symbiosis. So how we experience the world through our planet, well, first through the people that we encounter, through the, the, the animals, through the, the, the trees and grass and, and, and nature itself, all the way to our understanding of our solar system, going back out into the, the galaxy, um, the universe. This is all physical manifestations of the divine current. So when I'm, I'm teaching Reiki, and I like to describe Reiki as not only being the energy of matter, but it's also the energy that holds all that together. It's what holds atoms and galaxies in, in their, uh, their shape and their size and form. So that's also the divine current, but also with a, a divine nature with it? Yes. It, that is, is something that I found myself as a Reiki practitioner to be very, this understanding is very compatible and and in harmony with with the the concepts in reiki it is i mean if you're a star wars fan joey you're going to call it the force it's that thing you know the thing that 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 exists here and there that that is is binding everything into this this reality that we experience well, we're going to get back to more of that in just a minute we have to cut to a break folks you're listening to the world beyond radio show with our guest Father Bob, and we'll be right back in just a few minutes. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net.
Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Hello, I'm Pete Marsh. With my daughter Justina, we will be presenting the new radio show, Too Good to Be True. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. But with the help of Justina's amazing gifts, we're going to gain insight into questions that don't yet have complete answers. Have you wondered who built Stonehenge and for what reason? Why are crop circles found in the same region as Stonehenge and elsewhere? Are crop circles a hoax or are they created with technologies that we have little knowledge of? Who built the pyramids in Egypt and also in other countries? How and why were they built? Was the Titanic switched with the Britannic as part of a gigantic insurance fraud or for more insidious reasons? What caused the Tunguska event when trees were flattened over an 800 square mile area in Siberia? Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. For more information on Too Good To Be True, visit www.xzbn.net. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at Songs and Stories for Soldiers. Soldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Welcome back to the World Beyond Radio Show. I'm your host and guide, Joe Wegent. And this hour, we are talking to Father Bob McDonald, who is an archpriest of the Oriental Apostolic Church of Damkar. Uh, Father Bob, that's a that's a lot to wrap the mouth around there. What does all of that mean? Oriental Apostolic Church of Damkar. Can you explain that? Yeah, sure thing. Um, the, I guess the best way, the quickest or most succinct way to describe uh, the the OACD is that it's an apostolic body rooted in the expression of ancient and and esoteric sacramental Christianity. And that's represented by a union of rites that hold the expression of these unique liturgies uh, to be both in harmony with esoteric understandings of the ancient mystics and then consistent with the traditions found in uh, sacramental uh, liturgical belief. Um, So the Oriental Apostolic Church of Damkar basically is a, a... 
independent sacramental church, a church that holds to the, the it's, it's founded, it's rooted in the Christian tradition to start off. Um, and more specifically, influenced by the charism or the expression of the ancient Gnostics. So we're a sacramental church in that we hold to the seven sacraments, which is baptism, confirmation, or chrismation, uh, the Eucharist, uh, uh, the, the act of contrition, anointing of the sick, the holy orders, marriage. Um, so, so we take this expression, this, this old ancient cultural expression of, of faith and, and worship of, of God, and we apply the, the Gnostic approach of, of achieving the intuitive understanding of, of this divinity. Uh, through that, we use the methodology of our liturgy to, to kind of bring us closer to this inherent reality that really transcends all, all uh, denominations and beliefs. But we use the methods and we use the, the culture and, the, and the, the energy present within this ancient tradition to, to allow us to achieve um, gnosis or um, as, you know, greater light in, in our understanding of, of the divine. So the the Oriental Apostolic Church of Damkar is is this is basically a sacramental institution, and when I refer to rites, I'm, I basically mean that in our church each bishop contain well, in in the sac in sacramental liturgical culture the bishops contain the fullness of the priesthood, and those of us that are priests and those that are deacons we function under the bishops to assist them. In, in leading the church forward. So each bishop in our church has a very unique flavor. And, and what we found in the OACD is that our church exists very much like a garden of wildflowers in that when you stand back and you see the, the flower bed and the brilliance of it, you realize that there's, that there's nothing homogenous about it. It's, it's a complete mixture. So we have a, a variety of liturgical expressions. My right, in particular, being the liberal Gnostic right, is the right of the church, I think, uh, grounded in the liturgical Gnostic expression. We tend to be more Western in, in, in our expression and our approach. Uh, one would say that our, our liturgy appears very Catholic, whereas in other rites of the Oriental Apostolic Church of Damkar, the liturgy uh, may appear a little more Byzantine, more Coptic in expression, but, but within it all is this binding current of the Gnosis. Well, before we get into Gnosticism, how does the the esoteric principles apply to Christianity? How do, how does one study esoteric Christianity? Uh, I usually start by saying that Christ himself was an esotericist. Uh, Jesus Christ functioned on the current. He was so so within it that that he became it in in a way. I mean, it was a he tapped into that great symbiosis um, and he taught others to do the same thing and, and those around him were able to achieve this great tranquility and this peace through his teachings which were very simple love consideration of each other contemplation on god that's the first step i believe to the esoteric path is to to be in the contemplative state um, and then from from there, it's exploring the methods found. Uh, his, I, I guess in modern times, if you would say, how does a, a modern esoteric Christian say, you know, even claim the name esoteric Christian? Well, I think it's probably what we say in order to to kind of get our point across. We we have to give it a term, so we say it's, it's esotericism, you know. But but the reality is, it's it, it's just basically the 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 byproduct of being in tune 
and in harmony with the divine to the best of your ability. Of course, no one's uh, no one's absolute in, in everything, but but the, just the striving to know God. However, you understand this this current, this presence on a deeper level, and to and to live to to live the esoteric life is to live within this search so you identify in a sense as as a pilgrim questing for the deeper understanding of god that's the that is to me if you take out all of the methodology and you take out all of the the uh everything associated with it that's really the heart of esotericism so what is gnosticism then Gnosticism is the the quest of the knowledge of, of God, of knowing God. And not knowing as in like, uh, you know, I just talked to God and he's doing good. It's not, it's, I'm not, not saying in that simplistic way. When I refer to knowing God, I'm talking about the, the intuitive, deeper understanding and the deeper connection with God. So Gnosticism is a way... And historically, has always been a way to try to figure things out. It's 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 very much a a branch of Christianity that focused on the hows and the whys, and and also the what can I do to go deeper into this mystery. That I, I believe that can be found in all faiths, to be honest. But Gnosticism put a strong emphasis on it, and as a result of this. Um, at least in ancient times and even in modern times, several different varieties of Gnosticism arose. Gnosticism, honestly, was a practice that predates Christianity. I mean, we don't know exactly where the origins of Gnosticism came from. The the, the history of it's very murky. Uh, some say that it came from the Egyptians, which is very possible. Some say it came from the Greeks, which is possible. But what I think probably happened is that it kind of developed organically out of a cross, you know, the faithful from one experiential source, say the Egyptians, got together with the faithful of the other source, which is, say, the Greek pantheon, right? And they get together and they come up and talk, and, and from that they come up with these understandings. And this is how I believe Gnosticism started to slowly develop. Once it came to the time of Christ, the the Gnostic school of thought, the Gnostic practice of thinking, uh, just grafted right in, and, and, and then eventually intermixed with, with Christian practice. And this is where then we start to see Gnostic Christianity, and, and how it was actually within this Christianity where Gnosticism really kind of remained as a, as a uh, philosophical and theological approach and practice. Um, so from that then, the church, after so many hundreds of years, there was a lot of discord between what would one would consider strict orthodox and and then this Gnostic Christian expression. And eventually uh, the orthodox versions of Christianity, the canonical with the canonical scripture and 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 that kind of won out, and Gnosticism was very, kind of went into the shadows a bit. And then eventually, over periods of time throughout history then, going up into the Middle Ages, Gnostic thought would reemerge, because it really is a, it's a living, I believe that Gnosticism in itself even is a living thing, in that it is, it, the, the pursuit of Gnosis and the, and the energy that people put together and bring together in the in the pursuit of gnosis, it's it's created this this awareness, I believe, that that will never truly go away. So Gnosticism has always come back. We've always been uh, a small group, but but we've always been there, and so you see that happening. So so it makes sense that Gnosticism would actually predate Christianity, and then Gnosticism exists very comfortably in the modern age as well, because the very nature of it is one of, of flux and impermanence, because that is also an essence of the divine. You know, the, the, the divine is, is not, you can't, 
can't put your thumb on on any of it. You, it's very hard to even say that the the the, the that God, the divine essence, is is a male or female. In Gnosticism, we understand that 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 there are feminine and masculine energies, but we don't. When it comes to the the, the big God, the the divine current, the the Tao, we don't uh, worry about labeling that. So, so Gnosticism, the practice of Gnosticism and the teachings of Christ are very much in harmony with each other to the point to where I feel that when they're applied together, it really accentuates your entire spiritual experience. So Gnosticism is a knowing which is much, much deeper than saying, yeah, I know somebody at work. It's more knowing as in I have, uh, it's like a personal experience or a personal aha moment. All right. So, so you've had friends that you've known for a long time. And mm -hmm. when someone says to you, Hey, do you know that guy? Right? Yeah. There's going to be a, what, what you'll find is that you'll have a quick emotional reaction in that, in that, you know, of that person, your shared history. So when someone just gives you a common question of, you know that guy, you think to yourself, assumingly, you know, your relationship with this person has been very positive. You think to yourself, yeah, I know them. I, you know, and, and you know that, that your understanding, connection, and knowledge with this person is much deeper than the simple question. So that's the Gnostic experience of God, in, in my opinion. It's, it's knowing, it's having such a deep connection that the understanding, your, your even thoughts of God can, can produce those emotions, though that, that intense familiarity, the, 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 the incredible bond. This is kind of the, the way we say it's no with a GN, we always joke. And instead well, of I want to get more into that whenever we come back from our second break. Folks, you're listening to the World Beyond Radio Show. I'm your host, Joe Weijin, and we are talking with Father Bob McDonald. We'll be right back in just a few moments. Please stay tuned. are our personal gateways into infinite wisdom. Don't miss Shamanic Counselor and Indigenously Trained Dream Decoder Sandra Corcoran's inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles Sandra's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers and her initiations throughout the Americas and across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt. Sandy's knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth influenced her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private tarot readings, international journeys, a meditative CD, as well as her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate this earthwalk, creating a deeper connection to yourself and all that is. Find this and more at Sandy's website, starwalkervisions.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology Science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. 
Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. Welcome back to the world beyond. I'm your host, Joe Weijin. In this hour, we are talking Gnosticism with Father Bob McDonald. Father Bob, whenever someone first looks into Gnosticism on the internet and what they start getting into, the the first thing that leaps out that at them is uh, talk of things like the demiurge and and you know archons and other language that. Uh, isn't really totally familiar to people in, in uh, North America. Do modern day Gnostics still adhere to some of these concepts or how does that differ from uh, the Gnosticism in its origin? I don't think you'll find a modern Gnostic movement that's going to adhere to Gnosticism in the same way at all that the ancients did. So what we first have to kind of understand is that Faith and, and, and even religion and culture um, are like a person in, or a species in a sense in, in that they go through a process of evolution. Everything in this world, uh, in order to thrive, evolves. So Gnosticism, in its, very, in its early days, in its, in its, in its, especially within Christianity... Gnostics were doing what Gnostics do, and that's basically try to figure things out. How, how did, and, and they could, and they did that with the information they were given. So, they had some a set of scriptures, they had questions, they had their experience of the world, and from that they tried to figure things out. In, in a sense, some people don't like this term, but it's but it's almost a theo- I would say that Gnosticism, in a sense, is a theological science. Because it was it was their experience and and their ongoing experience which kind of determined how their theology would lay out. So there were some Gnostics that would read the Hebrew scriptures and they would read you know portions of whatever gospels they got a hold of because there was really no at that in the very early stages there was no like New Testament to hang on it, it was all collections of writings that were coming in so so they take this and they say okay Jesus Christ being the God the logos and and what's happening here in Exodus and what's happening here in Deuteronomy I'm having trouble rationalizing how one can come from the other what's the connection there so because there is a, a difference in the personality of deity from one uh, from one testament to another some Gnostics consider this to be a 
rational and, 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 and can harmonize this in, in a way to where it was basically the experience of the deity, the, the, the way the deity approached the, the people was based on the need for the people to preserve and thrive. And so at one point they needed an authoritarian deity. And then when, it, when this, these people got to a point where they could take that next step, then deity reemerged in the form of Christ to deliver a new way okay some gnostics believe that and then other gnostics would say especially in ancient times said well we can't rationalize you know we can't harmonize the two testaments so they came to this understanding that perhaps the world and the universe wasn't created perfectly and and the from this there is this concept of this demiurge which was uh God, this God apart from God, in a sense, generated by God, but but apart from God, and and not necessarily willingly apart. There was this. There was basically a little melodrama in this mythology, and so um, this demiurge created the world, which is imperfect, and Christ represented the the source, the divine current, which is perfection, and came to kind of undo some of the damage done by this demiurge. This is, of course, another approach to this understanding. Well, as as we as we're modern Gnostics, we understand that the demiurge. I mean, I'm sure. I guess in this world, you will find Gnostics that will hold very strictly to the to the ancient understanding of one sex under understanding of of. Uh, the, the demiurge, but in, in modern times we we see the demiurge, especially when you're in the tradition of Gnosticism, such as the OACD, to be representational of something else. So so there's a, been an evolution in understanding. So for us, for example, the demiurge represents uh, our being bound to the material universe and everything that comes with it. We are we are subject to that. In a sense, it's our ruler, so to speak, but a, but an impermanent one. So the under so the Gnostic understanding was that the demiurge was was a being of impermanence, even if it was if it was divine in a sense. Even that even the demiurge being divine was not greater than the than the unknown source. So I think Gnostics in ancient times tried to rationalize that. So we so we use these terms nowadays as Gnostics to, in our evolved perception of, of this, because we've evolved in both our knowledge of faiths around us in the world, our knowledge of science, uh, the universe around us. So we, we take this evolved understanding and we see what the Gnostics were trying to do in figuring something out. And so we don't disregard it as being, you know, needless trash now. We, we see it as being an important part of our culture and heritage and we should do what Gnostics do and, and seek to learn more and evolve our understanding of these, these concepts. So, so within Gnosticism, you'll find that. You'll find uh, talk of the Archons. I mean, I could, th that's a whole, that's like a separate show, Joey. <laughs> so, so it's, it is, it is the, the unique characteristic of us as Gnostics is to, is to, maintain these these understandings we for instance we refer to the logos very often uh, the logos is essentially the the manifested word or someone would say christ is the logos uh, i tend to hold to that others have a, a broader understanding or, or definition of the logos um, it's not that term is not um, used only by gnostics i mean uh, I believe it was Pope John Paul II said that the Catholic Church was the faith of the Logos. It might have been Pope Benedict XVI, but either way, um, and they were right. Uh, the the faith, a faith of, of Christ is a faith of the Logos. And, and from that, then, we have other understandings. So then we get into the divine feminine found in Gnosticism, which, which we as Gnostics put a lot of emphasis on. And that manifests through the Holy Sophia, uh, Sophia being the, the Greek word for wisdom. Uh, and, and it's essentially the, 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 the Holy Spirit, in a sense, the, 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 the sacred divine feminine. And we see that as one of the three main aspects in our understanding of, of what represents divinity.
the, the divine, the sacrificial, divine masculine, the divine feminine, and the and the great unknown. So that that sounds an awful lot like uh, not only uh, Kabbalistic practices, but also Hindu type practices, where there is an unknown, and yet there is a a major uh, recognizable deity or force that has both a masculine and feminine energy about it. So it's, it sounds like some other uh, uh, cultures' uh, recognition of the divine current. You know what I've, I've found fascinating? In all the time that I've studied faiths and traditions and religion, and in all the, the meetings I've had with different people, that mystics never seem to disagree, no matter uh, where they come from. You can have uh, someone that, that walks the mystical path that, that, that dives into the esoteric in Hinduism, a, a Christian that does the same thing, and you find that they come to the same conclusions consistently. What differs always is simply the methodology. But, but the, the conclusion itself, I mean, the, you know, I'm a universalist, and the reality of universalism is that is very simple that everything that that the divine touches is gifted with divine reality any way a human can approach god if that approach is sincere and from the soul or from that point in your in your in your being that that spark of of that desire that spark to approach deity if that is there it doesn't matter there's no there's no uh, gauge of quality for the, for that. Every human approaching deity approaches deity exactly the same. Whatever forms we use will be different because we. I think that's one of the gifts of of the of the seeker is the freedom to to be inconsistent with another person, but yet reach the same consistent understanding. So by that definition and by that explanation, one can practice Gnosticism no matter what their original uh, uh, origin or starting point was. So Gnosticism doesn't ask anyone to stop practicing another faith to practice Gnosticism. Is that correct? That is absolutely correct. In my church, uh, the reality is that we have members that are, one would say, uh, canonically Christian. They come from a Roman Catholic background. Uh, I have other members that are uh, neo-pagan. Um, and, and maybe they would define themselves a little more specifically than that, but just kind of in a general term, I would say they were predominantly neo-pagan in their, in their practice. This, there's no requirement to be something else than yourself. I mean, that to me, I've never understood someone opening their doors to someone that's that's desiring of comfort and peace and putting some kind of weird condition on that so in my church i and of course this is this this the flavor of this culture of of, of how of our universal nature is infused in the oriental apostolic church of damkar uh tal michael basilides the third guy's a, a great man he's a friend of mine he's he's my he's my metropolitan catholicos and he is in his heart as universally connected as as and understands that universal connection is represented with everyone so in our churches people are free to be themselves and to come in and and understand that we're experiencing the divine current or or the unknown source or or however you want to understand that we're experiencing it in these methods because we believe the methods that came from the Christian tradition and, and more specifically the, 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 the entity of Christ who came as basically the incarnation of sacrifice and love and, and unconditional surrender and friendship and who came as this representation for us for the better way uh, is worthy of our of our love and respect. 
Well, that, you know, that sounds pretty uh, fairly open and accepting. And from what I understand of uh, Gnostic uh, churches in general, is they're quite open to uh, LGBT groups and neo-paganism and other kinds of uh, spiritual uh, orientations and all that. And I want to get into a, a lot more of that when we come back from our next break. And we're, we'll wrap up the show from then. Folks, you're listening to the World Beyond Radio Show. I'm your host, Joe Wegent. And this hour, we are talking Gnosticism with Father Bob. We'll be right back in just a moment. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. TV shows. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123ReadyTV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123ReadyTV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, Soul Balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A Soul Balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together, 
we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. Welcome back to the World Beyond Radio Show. I am your host and guide, Joe Wegent. And as always, our show is produced and distributed by the ever-expanding leader in New Age, Paranormal, Alternative Health, and Supernatural Programming, the X-Zone Broadcast Network, and Relmar McConnell Media Company. At their corporate headquarters and master control in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. To learn more about the World Beyond Radio Show your host, or to discover a wealth of amazing shows and hosts, please visit www.xzbn.net. To contact me to inquire about being a guest or to uh, just contact me for any other information, you can email me at Joe Weigent. That's Joe, W-E-I-G-A-N-T, at xzbn.net. For more information, you can see my websites, www.paranormalpeace.com or www.reikichoice, that's R-E-I-K-I, choice.com. I also have a number of pages up on Facebook, including EPIC, the Evansville Paranormal Investigations and Consulting, the Reiki Choice, and of course, the World Beyond Radio Show. So look me up on Facebook. Our guest this hour has been Reverend Monsignor Meinrad, or as we know him as Father Bob McDonald. You can email him at Golden Path Reiki, that's Reiki, R E I K I, Golden Path Reiki at hotmail.com. Bob, when someone starts looking into uh, Gnosticism, the, the terms cosmic Christ or Christ consciousness come up in the lexicon. Uh, are those the same thing or are they different somehow? And what are they? Well, I'll give you my, my take on it, which is going to be probably one of a thousand takes on it. So the cosmic Christ and the Christ energy, I believe, go hand in hand with the logos. That is the essence of Christ that is the, the essential part of Christ that came into the body of Christ. So, so as Christ lived and, and maneuvered on this earth and, and ministered and, and healed the sick and taught a new way, the, the battery, the generator of that was this eternal presence. And that is what we commonly referred to as the cosmic Christ or the logos or the this just the spirit the spirit of Christ the 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 presence the message the um, the acts done in in the name of Christ that that are in harmony with his teaching so so acts of compassion done out of simply pure love and not just to be a, a better Christian that is where Christ consciousness exists. It, it exists everywhere. And so you access it both through internal contemplation and prayer, and then you access it through, through doing good works out of the love of the virtue of the goodness of it. So find that, 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 um, Kindness and love and consideration gives a person pleasure. It's pleasurable to experience this for a reason because it's beneficial. So within that, the the seed of that that internal joy and pleasure is the Christ conscious, the cosmic Christ or the Christ consciousness. Now, there's some uh, talk and some books written lately that describe our universe as holographic. In other words, you know, collectively we all create this universe and quantum physics kind of backs up the idea that 
the universe is a projection of consciousness, is that holographic concept, that uh, quantum physics collective uh, energy concept, is that also Christ consciousness or is it something different? Is it something outside? I feel that that it I feel that it's a manif a manifesting force in a sense. It is it is something that actively works and moves through reality. Now, ask me how that happens. I couldn't tell you. I just have an intuition, see, and then we come right back to that's the heart of Gnosticism. I know that in my heart that there is an energy that exists there is a being a, a cosmic christ that 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 gives me comfort and gives me solace when i need it the absolute most allows me to choose love instead of hate hope instead of fear um i i've felt the the physical empowering of this of this energy so i believe that it exists beyond what i can or can't perceive into a deeper that deeper part of myself that understands so so innately the 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 reality that that i'm surrounded in um as far as uh, reality being kind of this holographic projection I think that's kind of a, that was a, 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 basically a new way of kind of stating, of quantum physicists stating what they've always kind of maintained and what, and what faiths have always maintained is that we are, we are perceiving not through, through our bodies so much, but by our, but with our being, but our bodies are kind of like keeping us in this state where we have limitations. So we separate ourselves into what, for instance, the spiritual teacher Ram Dass refers to as the witness. Um, it is the witness, this, this part of you that's separate, but still constrained to the body, that is the one, I believe, that comes into contact with the Christ consciousness. And, and so that's, that's Christ consciousness and, and the Gnostic approach summed up that's i think what what all that can represent one of the primary uh sacraments uh, not only in the uh the roman catholic church but also in uh the eastern uh, orthodox churches and in gnosticism is the the eucharist and if one took a step back from that they could compare the the meal of bread and wine to the the bloat of of Asatru or Norse, uh, they could compare that to the prasad of uh, Hinduism, or of the uh, cake and ale uh, concepts of neo paganism. Is this the same concept, or is it different, or is there a middle ground in between? Let this be the moment 